Good evening and welcome back to another edition of CEC here at Impact Gospel Ministries, where each week we try to bring you meaningful content to challenge you in your faith in under an hour. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back, Pastor Riley. Thank you. Happy Tuesday to one and all as well. We uh, had a good time last week. We actually had a guest speaker from one of our uh, church, someone from our church who also joined us and we had good discussion last week. And uh, But this week you are back to, I think, wrap up what could be the end of this sex, this whole series. Wow. Week six, staying in faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last week I heard you and uh, our worthy brother there had some really interesting discussions and I must say I enjoyed it too. I think it was pretty good. Uh, I think he did very well. I think we had a lot of challenging questions, some challenging discussion. We prayed for some people. I didn't receive any testimonies back. We know it's good to always testify what God has done. So if anybody out there who received prayer last week, we'd appreciate if you would send in a testimony. Tell us if God has done something in your life because it would encourage all of us. But. I mean, I think it was good. Otherwise, we did did some stretching of our minds. And this week, I think we're going to continue to stretch. This whole series has been a stretch. Mm-hmm. And so why don't you uh, open us up in a word of prayer and we'll get started. All right. Oh, Heavenly Father, we do give you praise. Oh, God, we honor you, Lord. We just love your name, love your words, love getting into, oh, God, your scriptures and here we are, God, preparing for another hour, oh God, to have good dialogue, you know, between us, God, and your word, digging deeper such that we may be strengthened, that we may learn how to walk in the giftings and the calling that you have placed on our lives. We pray, oh God, that each one that has tuned in, that your blessing will flow, and that, oh God, after this hour, God, we may be refreshed and renewed in our minds. For another way, another day. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you everyone for joining us. We definitely appreciate it. We hope that you also share it with your friends, your family, anybody you think would need or would benefit from hearing our discussion this evening. So last week, as we were saying, we looked at activating all the revelation we've we were talking about previously. And we looked at some of the ways we can take from head knowledge to actively living out our faith. We looked at recognizing the power of our praise, the power of our agreements, reminding ourselves of God's word and the fact that we're co-laborers with God. Mm -hmm. That was all in part one. Part two, we did identifying our storms. We looked at binding and loosing a little bit, the concept of pressing through with perseverance. And of course, we prayed for some needs at the end so this week our concept is how are we to stay in faith so we can get revelation we can increase in faith but it's possible that we will not maybe not stay in that elevated level of faith so four concepts for this week as well we need to break free from the unworthiness uh, complex we need to settle the identity question We need to keep theology that is consistent with God's character. And let's talk about the concept of yes and amen in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to have some good discussion today. Are you ready? 
Yes. And of course, we always invite those of us who are watching online to discuss amongst yourselves, drop an opinion or comment in the chat so we can all be enriched from this discussion. So number one, you can break free from unworthiness. And we're going to kick this all off with the scripture from Colossians 1, 19 to 22. Colossians 1, 19 to 22. I could read that. Mm -hmm. uh, from the NLT, it reads like this. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you, who were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he had brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Amen. Wow. It's good stuff. Wow. Blameless before him. Mm -hmm. So I know from my experience that there are a lot of Christians who definitely like to emphasize the fact that they were unworthy mm -hmm. and maybe even use language that suggests that they're still unworthy. Mm -hmm. We like to say things like, oh, I am just a sinner saved by grace, for example. And so I would suggest Living fixated on how unworthy we are is really a half-truth. And we know that half-truths are still a lie. And so what we want to do is make sure we believe whole truths. Mm -hmm. So what if we believe not that we are, not to believe more that we are unworthy, but more that through God's grace we are made worthy. And I think if we take that approach, we'll position ourselves more to receive from God. Worthy or unworthy, as in, as in what? Worthy of what? Normally we sing that only you alone are worthy to mm -hmm. receive praise and honor. So that worthiness, worthiness for what? I see. That's a good question. I would say our worthy is definitely different than the Lord's worthy. I was thinking more worthy of all that God says he wants to give us and has offered us, worthy of his forgiveness, of his grace, of his mercy, of the good gifts and spiritual empowerment that he wants for his children. That's kind of what I was getting at. Mm. There's an interesting uh, uh, section that's translated in the King James Version, mm -hmm. I think in verse 10. I don't have it with me. Because the NLT reads, reads it like this. Still in Colossians 1? Yes. The NLT, and then if you find that, you can read that. Yeah. Then the way you live... Let me read from verse 9. Mm -hmm. Though we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you, 
we ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. And verse 10 says, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit all the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Amen. I think that's very good. And, and the King James Version. For comparison, we have here uh, in verse 10, New King James, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Amen. So Paul is definitely saying here that there is something about us knowing and fully understanding what it is that we have to be able to walk worthy. Amen. So, so the worthiness in that is, it, it's like, you know, somebody pass a, a gift to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is how I'm looking at it. A gift to you that is, is really life-changing. Now, a third party could look at you, that person, because of your uh, receiving that at the beginning, mm -hmm. they said, that person did not deserve this. Yeah. Then, according to how the person lived, then they say, that person is not worthy right. of that. So, so, so the behavior is not reflecting uh, what the gift was intended to bring out. So what has been stirring my mind is that uh, to, 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 to live in that worthiness mm -hmm. is, is actually walking in the understanding and will of God, right? Such that it shows that God has done this work in us. Right. God living in us mm -hmm. and the way we walk reflects that so we talk about the worthiness of that walk mm -hmm. the worthiness of that relationship the worthiness uh that that we are now as god has changed us to be because god has changed us that's right exactly so then actually you make me question something if i have seen and heard so many people mm -hmm. referring to their unworthiness like they are not capable or able to walk in this way, like Paul is saying. And your example of saying, sometimes you look at what people are doing, what they receive, and we say, you know, you are not deserving of that. Do you think we as Christians sometimes tell other Christians that they are unworthy? Do you think that's where that complex comes from? That too. And uh, I believe a, a conflict of how we look at the two words. Mm -hmm unworthy undeserving yes right so we can talk about how much we we don't really deserve god's grace right right because it's the unmerited uh favor of god amen right but then he threw the blood of his son to make us worthy, worthy. right so so then we we got into the conflict of the other word that's brought into this, humility. We see uh, making the claim that we are worthy. Mm -hmm. uh, we see it in a boastful right. way, which, which we have to exercise caution there. If you're walking in his will, 
we don't have to worry about the pride and the boasting because we, we're saying it's through Christ, mm -hmm. right? But, but if we, we don't want to come across as not humble, so we often say we are not worthy <laughs> to express humility. I see. So then the first real question, what do people normally see as humility? Mm -hmm. Is being humble actually different from feeling unworthy? I think it's a good question. Is yes, yes. Being humble actually different than feeling unworthy? It is, but it's often misrepresented. Mm -hmm. Right? For example, uh, if, if, if I'm worshipping and I'm really clapping and dancing and having a good time, okay. somebody else would say, no, it's just bodily exercise. He's <laughs> just having fun. He's not truly worshiping. I've heard that often. If, yes. if, I'm, if I'm crying, if I'm on my face, oh Lord, you are worthy. Then somebody said, if that person is truly worshiping. Hmm. When both could be worshipers, of course, because it's based on the heart and that you know, that prompting from the heart to give glory to, to the Almighty. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes we maybe have our own thoughts, our own preconceived ideas of what humble and what worthy looks like. That's right. But we should just be careful not to judge. True, true. And for ourselves, be careful uh, not to mix up the two words. So, yes, we were undeserving, mm -hmm. but Jesus was the one who made us worthy. Mm -hmm. So we no longer have to worry about it. Through Christ, we are able to fully accept all that he has for us. Because through Christ, we have been made worthy. And God sees us as he sees his son. Amen. And you see, we run the risk of being going the other way. <laughs> you know, uh, so lifted up in pride. For example, we take, uh, we take Nebuchadnezzar. Mm -hmm. You know, we could argue that under his watch, Babylon became powerful. So he walked out, mm -hmm. he looked, he surveyed his land yes. and said, look at beautiful our great Babylon that I have built. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so no, is he saying, was he, was he really bragging or feeling a, a, a self uh a sort of satisfaction that I worked hard and this is the result of my labor. But then God looked at it and go, no. Yeah. And so God showed him humility. Mm -hmm. So then in the same sense, if we, if we don't daily understand that it's through Christ, this is. Through Christ, yes. Then we can get to the stage where I'm, start, I'm starting to feel like I am more worthy than you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I'm starting to create tears of worthiness. And we do see that creep in sometimes. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then when we get to there, humility is far from us. And then on the other side, we should not deny the redeeming blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. To change. If we, if, if, if we claim yesterday, God has changed me, and today... We still say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I, I get challenges with that. I feel challenged with that. Because 
at one point we are saying he's able to redeem us from sin mm -hmm. and we still go back and say we are sinners mm -hmm. so then denying the power of god is still puts us at odds to what the word actually says exactly what you say has so much to do with how you see yourself that's right. You know, we always say out of the heart, the mouth speaks. What you really believe about yourself comes out in your mouth. Mm -hmm. So even though you say you believe God has redeemed you from, from sin, if you keep saying you're a sinner, then you haven't accepted that new identity totally. It's not in here. That's right. Which is a great segue to section to point to. So he said, you can get out of the unworthiness complex. We, we talked about that. It's not about whether or not you deserve it because you didn't. Jesus made us worthy. Mm -hmm. So through him, that's settled. But then we have this identity question. And so the second point is you can settle the identity question. Mm. And to figure out how we sort of see ourselves, my first question is, which daily question are you more likely to ask yourself? A, am I going to survive this day? Or B, what will God do through me today? <laughs> which question sounds more like you how am i going to survive this day or what will god do through me today can i add to that yeah of course this has me thinking this question it might not come up as a question but it might be in a prayer okay okay in a prayer lord you know, help me this day not to fall. <laughs> mm -hmm. help, help me to live for you. Help me to walk worthy of your calling. Yeah, right. Versus, Lord, I am here. What do you want to do through me today? It's two very different prayers. So we see clinging on. <laughs> and we see letting go, standing up and go, here I am. Work through me. And like we were saying, how you speak affects how you feel. That's right. And this, that praying is actually the manifestation of how you see yourself. That's right. So we know in Ephesians 2.10, it tells us that heaven recognizes us as God's masterpiece. And we really have to start seeing ourselves as God sees us. Mm -hmm. It is no secret. The enemy is constantly trying to convince you otherwise. That you need... In so much that we actually need to take up some of the resistance. Not just tell ourselves who we are, but also tell each other who you are in Christ. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, we have to use our mouth constructively. Mm -hmm. Life and death is in the tongue, the scripture says. True, so true. sometimes you just have to declare over yourself and declare over each other who you are in Christ, what your royal identity in the king is to combat all the accusations of the enemy. Amen. Amen. And instead of declaring the opposite, the negative, how about the uplifting positive? Because through Christ, we, we have become who we are and we can be all things through him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here are some declarations for you. Oh, I love these. You are loved. Oh, amen. I think I was saying something like that at the uh, at a funeral service this this week or last week. You are God's masterpiece, a new creation. 
you are not your past. You are forgiven and redeemed. Amen. You are the one God goes with. Come on now. Come on. You are the house of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And we even talked about that one. Yes. You are the righteousness of God. Amen. Hmm. Amen. I, I hope some people are stirred out there. You are powerful in Christ. And like you, not them, you are powerful in Christ. Mm -hmm. So when you say, I can't, mm -hmm. we need to change that. I can't through Christ. You are a light to this world. Amen. 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 You are a blessing. Yes, you are. So maybe we should live as a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> You're God's friend, not his slave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can hear the minds out there working. You are free from guilt, shame, and condemnation. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. You are chosen. Mm -hmm. You are anointed destined for good works you are god's sons and god's daughters amen amen these are such good things True. to say to your over yourself and to each other when people are down you can tell them yeah you are god's child mm -hmm. you know he's never going to leave you you know what you are powerful in christ any number of these things building up each other and canceling the lies of the enemy this that is that's so good mm -hmm. that's so good so this is one of the practical ways what are some other practical ways we can continue to remind ourselves that we are all god says we are and we just talked about you know what opening up your mouth to actually encourage someone else mm -hmm. is one practical way we can combat this mm -hmm. what are some other practical things we can even do just for ourselves to keep in faith about what God says about us, who we are in Christ. I believe the, our, our daily testimony. Oh, here we go. Our daily testimony. Because not, not a false witnessing, but a testimony is true. It is. So then you're testifying, uh, you're talking about what God has done or doing in your life. Mm -hmm. So, so, Take, for example, if, if we are going through a rough path, mm -hmm. and uh, if, if, if we take a little bit of time and look at God's hand through all of that, you can say, oh, God woke me up this morning. Yeah. That means, this is part of my prayer, mm -hmm. that means the purpose he has for me is alive and well. Of course. That means he's not done with me yet. I still fit into his plan. My time is not yet done. So despite what you're facing, God still has a plan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When, when, when you can see God still there uh, to support, to comfort, to guide, to protect, right? you, you don't feel as alone mm -hmm. anymore. You don't feel as helpless. You don't feel like you're left by yourself you're thinking oh yes so it's rough but god is in the boat you're, you're reminding yourself using what he's already that's done that's right and so for yourself mm -hmm. that reaffirms it to you and to the person that hears it yeah they, they might not say what they're going through their faith might be like this at the time where you say oh man 
you know, I was struggling. I did not know how this was going to work out. And then, you know, I prayed. I asked God or somebody prayed for me, prayed with me. And he said, oh, man, God made a way. I was so surprised. So the next person, they're thinking, oh, you mean God came through for you? They're encouraged. They're looking to God for their deliverance too. We really underestimate the power of our testimony. Just, I mean, we can maybe talk about this later, but there are meetings where just testifying about what God has done for you causes it to happen in someone's life just because they hear it. That's the right. power of our testimony is immense, and sometimes we rob ourselves and others by not opening our mouth to give God praise. True, because if you think about it, a testimony is like a report. Mm -hmm. You know, how is God doing in your life? <laughs> right. So instead of somebody coming up to you and asking you, how is God doing in your life? I mean, we take the initiative and we go, I have a testimony. Mm -hmm. The scripture teaches us that a good report maketh the bones fat. Yeah. So a good report about the Lord, God is pleased, and it's helping and encouraging your brothers and your sisters, even someone that might not know the Lord, they're thinking, mm. I want some of that. Maybe it's possible for me too. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's, that's really good. So, I mean, we were talking about all these things that help us understand, that remind us, that prove that God is who he says he is, that he mm -hmm. is good, he is still looking out for us. So that is part of the third section. We have to make sure our theology stays consistent with God's character. Mm -hmm. True. What True. we don't want to do is adjust our theology to agree with our circumstances. That is a very dangerous thing to do. And sometimes, even in the situations we're facing today with the pandemic and the social unrest and all of that, it's easy to change or try to adjust what you believe so that it matches what you see. Mm -hmm. But that's not how we should do it. Mm -hmm. And I like this statement. God's nature does not bow to our circumstances. Our circumstances must bow to who God is. Mm -hmm. You know, people like to say, you know, we talk, we tell God how big our problem is, but we need to tell our problem how big our God big, is. Oh, amen, you really have amen. to shift your focus. Amen. What you focus on is magnified. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The word tells us very clearly who God is and what he's like. And that, that his nature who he is mm -hmm. has to be our foundation, and it does not change. That's right. We read in the scriptures where Jesus said, and on this rock, that rock he was talking about was this revelation understanding of right. who he is as right. the Christ, right. is the very foundation he builds the entire church on. Amen. Amen. And same for our outlook. Mm -hmm. Who God is does not change. And build your life and how you see the world around who God is. We like to quote uh, these scriptures. He thinks like Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. <laughs> or in Malachi 3, 6, I am the Lord and I do not change. Right. Those are all very true. So then what does that mean? It means that if he's the same, if he's the same, if he doesn't change, Mm -hmm. What what we have read in the scripture about him, what 
he's described as in the scripture, the evidence that is there of his nature and character, it means we can take it in today, we can take it into tomorrow mm -hmm. and years from now. He did not change 2,000 years ago. Exactly. If he does not change, it means that 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years later, he's still the same. Amen. He's a Amen. still the same God that loves, that intervenes. And he says, I remember in the scripture, Jesus saying that his father would not withhold any good thing mm -hmm. from us if we ask him. Amen. Now, now the son is saying, this is my father's character. Exactly. Right. So if, if you only ask him, he will not withhold a good thing from you. If we follow our circumstances, why can't I have this? I have tried. <laughs> I have labored and I can never get this. If we focus on that, then we start thinking or saying you know, not in so many words, but our action reflecting it, mm -hmm. that God could move mountains. Right. He could calm the sea, but this problem that I have is bigger than God because, or he just he just doesn't love me enough, so he's not going to do this for me. He, he did it for Gavin, but, you know, I am just too evil. You know, I've done some things to, you know, like last year, even though I've confessed and asked for repentance. Mm -hmm. But that must be why my life is so hard today. There's that unworthiness creeping That's in, right? right? That's right. It, it's, I don't know if it's a hu human nature or if it's just the easiest thing to do, but it creeps in. It does. And I wonder if it has anything to do with uh, the enemy of our souls who like to sow their little doubts. You know, remind us of how <laughs> bad we were. Well, in the beginning, we see it didn't even take a whole lot of doubt. All it took was a little. Mm -hmm. He's not saying God didn't exist. He's not saying God didn't um, give you a command. But did he really say that you would die? Right. All it takes is a little seed of doubt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can just... That's, I think that's why we have to have our foundation in something that doesn't change, like God's nature. Right. And so our situations may cause one thought to arise. That's not sin, but you overcome that thought with another one. Mm. You, you push it out and you take on good and wonderful things that the Bible tells us to meditate on. That's right. So your circumstance may suggest one thing, but the scripture says God has not left you because he said he would never leave you. So, God, where are you? We need somebody. Sometimes we can, <laughs> we can reaffirm ourselves, but it, sometimes that doesn't work for us because we are so filled with the, mm -hmm. with the oh, woe is me, right. and all the negative that you can imagine comes in. So when, when your brother or your sister calls you up on the phone and says, how are you today? <laughs> oh, not so good. Oh, really? Tell me more. Right. So we don't, we don't try to push them down. We want to hear more such that, no, I don't want my brother down there. Mm -hmm. I want my brother rejoicing in the Lord. Right? So when, when they say, no, it seems like God has forsaken me, you can say, God has not left you. Amen. Because he said he would never leave you. But I don't feel him. Oh. But he's still with you. Amen. He's still with you. He didn't say... 
you will always feel me. That's right. But he said, I will be with you. That's right. That's right. So just because you're not feeling, just because you're not seeing, mm -hmm. you know, remember by faith we walk. Put, of put your faith and trust in me. It, it's like having your, your parents, <laughs> you know, they, they, they left you at home and said, you know, no food at home or whatever. And they say, we'll be back and we'll bring supper. Okay. I mean, so you might be hungry. You might look out the window and thinking <laughs> it's, it's about time they come back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? But if you know your parents, there's never a doubt that they're going to come back and bring supper. And they're going to come through for you. Right. You don't know how they, where they're getting it. You just know they're coming back. It's just a matter of when to you. Yeah. Our faith in God shouldn't be, God, where are you? It should be, I know you're going to come through. It's just a matter of what is your time. Amen. So we trust and we wait. Amen. Amen. And that, that even ties into having faith like a child, right? That's right. Your child is not doubting whether or not you're going to feed them. They're not doubting whether or not you know, you're going to come through for them if they ask you to do something. They're just so trusting. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and it's good for us to be that way. So I think even right now, that, that one alone is really important for us to, to think on and to say, Amen. God has not left you. He has not left me. Amen. Another one for, for these times, God hears your prayers and he answers them because he said so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not seeing God. I'm not seeing his answer to my prayer, but he still hears you and he's still answering your prayer. That's right. That's right. Now, this one will offend some people. God is not punishing you with your struggle. <laughs> the people who get angry at this are the ones who still have this idea of a vengeful God, mm -hmm. more so before, before grace, before Jesus came and brought grace to us. Mm -hmm. But he is a loving father, and on top of that, Jesus paid the price for us to have grace and forgiveness. So God is not causing the chaos in your life. He's not punishing you in the way that we would think. There's a way we can think of it. Mm -hmm. When we deserve punishment, he didn't punish us. Uh, yes! No, he has brought redemption to set us free. And then we claim that he's punishing us. <laughs> That's because the wrong we've committed, mm -hmm. we still probably cannot accept that we are forgiven. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, there must be a cost. There must be something I have to pay. Right. So so no matter what, you know, and we see this in churches too. You know, I, I uh, something went wrong yeah. in one of our brothers and sisters' lives and uh, they might come to the altar, you know, they, they cry in repentance Right, they get up from the altar, but there might be some that go, Okay, so you have prayed, but that thing you, you've done is so bad, you can't just come to the altar, ask God for forgiveness, and that's okay. Yeah, sometimes we are the best at tearing each other down. That's right, it has to stop. That's right, it and has so, to stop. and so when we, when we find ourselves in that, we start to, we start to believe. Mm -hmm. Because we are expecting this, and when this pops in, we're going, yes, you know, <laughs> it's, it's God punishing me, 
you know, for that thing I did mm-hmm. last week. No, no, he has washed your sins away. And you got to trust and believe the word that says, and I remember them again no more. Yeah. Right? So, and if he has cleansed us, we got to accept that. Go that way and sin no more. Don't go practice the things that, you know, you just repented of. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you got to believe him, him for it. Right. Right? No, you have to. I think you can get in. That's why we're talking about it has to be consistent with who God is. That's right. Otherwise, logic or emotions can lead us to very different conclusions. But our faith is in God and who he is and what he does. There's a wrench for you. Oh, no. You know, we, we cannot do it without talking about the pandemic we're in. Of course. Uh, there are many believers, whether fortunately or unfortunately, who claim this is because of what man has done in the world. <laughs> Therefore, we have this pandemic. <laughs> okay. No, good point. And I'm so glad we're saying this for yourselves. When you hear things like that, this this point is telling us it's important for us to make sure Mm -hmm. to verify that our theology, which is basically what we think about God and his actions in the world, has to line up with his character. That's right. So if we said, okay, so this nation committed these sins Mm -hmm. and was so bad that God had to punish them for it. Mm That would say God is dishonoring the act of Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. That would say that, you know, God is not honoring this period of grace and mercy that Jesus literally purchased in blood. Mm-hmm. It would suggest that he is not a loving father, putting off judgment till the end, but mm-hmm. taking vengeance right now. It, it flies in a lot of God's characteristics, mm-hmm. which if you don't know what they are, you might think sounds good. Yeah. If you don't know God, if you don't read his word, if you don't get into his presence and experience him, you might think he's those ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But let's just be very clear. God did not cause COVID. I don't think so. God is did not send COVID to punish people's sins. Mm-hmm. That being said, One person put it like this, God will win with any hand you give him. He's not surprised, and he's still going to bring good out of it. Mm -hmm. He's still turning it for our good. His will and his purposes will still be accomplished despite it, but he's not sending it for our punishment. No, that's a very good point. I think there are a lot of people who think that. So, I mean, the next thing you can say to people, God loves you so much. And he wants the very best for you. Suggesting that he sent COVID would fly in the face of that. That's right. And uh, when we would suggest that, it would be saying that the world now mm-hmm. is, is, is more wicked <laughs> than back then. And there are people who say that. I, think, I don't think they realize how much went on back then. I don't know if they really read this <laughs> right didn't the bible say there's nothing new under the nothing sun nothing new right and when the world was extremely wicked mm-hmm. he gave his son he did 
So somewhere along the line, somebody, you know, some might say because we have all the, the different factions that come in, you know, that's why, you know, certain countries are getting a, a, a greater dose than others mm -hmm. and things like that. That's man's thinking. Mm -hmm. That's the way we think. Yeah. You know, you do this, you deserve to be punished. But in God's character and his plan of salvation, that's not the way it is. There is going to be an accountability, accountability time, but it's not now. It's not yet. Yeah, we're still under grace. Of course. His love still flows. Amen. Amen. Another one. I mean, we have so many of these. God is a speaking God. He is constantly communicating or trying to communicate with you. Have you been listening? That's his nature. God is still your healer. God is still your provider. God is still very much in charge, even in COVID-19. And God is still good and better than we think. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I agree with that one wholeheartedly. Oh, me too. Yeah. So we know we can we can go through times of tension, but it doesn't change the truth. Don't let it change the truth in your eyes. Mm -hmm. What do we do? We hold on to this when we don't yet see our situation change. God is always God. He doesn't change. His promises are sure. Amen. Amen. I mean, on this note, Jesus said that if we've seen him, we've seen the Father. Mm -hmm. So then what did Jesus's life tell us about who God is? That it looked like Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was interesting of him to say that. If you have seen, one of the disciples says, show us the Father. And he says, why do you say that? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Mm -hmm. So there must, be, there must be things in Jesus's actions and mm -hmm. his mannerism and the way he lived his life that tells us about God, you know, what, what do we think some of those things are? I have, I have read somewhere it says he's, he was the, he's the image of the invisible God. Mm -hmm. So even when, when, when Philip was asking, he's like, look at me. Yes. You've seen me, you've seen the Father. In other words, he's saying, I am representative of that. You don't need to look for another. Exactly. Right. Right. He, he's a representative. The things he's doing is what the father would do. That's right. So Jesus, my one of my favorites, the, the lady that they say they caught in the very act of adultery mm -hmm. and the law requires her to be stoned and Jesus opted for mercy before judgment. Mm -hmm. If Jesus' nature shows us the father, then the father would also opt for mercy before judgment, especially in this period of time. Amen. Amen. Right? I don't see Jesus ever refusing anyone's request for healing mm -hmm. or refusing to cast out anyone who was any demons out of people who are possessed. Again, indicative of our father who would also be willing to do those things for us. That's right. And and he himself said he only do what his father he only does with his yes. Yeah. I think we need to adopt that. Yes. I think we need to only do what the father does. Yeah. You know, and not get caught up in all of these other things. Just mm -hmm. do what God is doing. Amen. Say what God is saying. Go where God is going. No adding. <laughs> and I think we would keep ourselves from a lot, a lot of trouble. True, true. That's very, that's a very good point. Okay, so then the last point for today. 
this concept of yes and amen. Mm. And I think this is, it's very good. If we would, let's open up 2 Corinthians 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Let's read verses 17 to 22. Okay. From the NLT. Mm -hmm. You may be asking why I changed my plan. Do you think I make my plans carelessly? Do you think I am like people of the world who say yes when they really mean no? As surely as God is faithful, our word to you does not waver between yes and no. <laughs> For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you. And as God's ultimate yes, he always does what he says. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. Uh, two more verses. Mm -hmm. It is God who enables us along with you to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us and he has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything he has promised us. Amen. What a good scripture. Wow. I especially like that last verse where it talks about the Holy Spirit as a sort of down payment mm -hmm. for the rest that is to come. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, you're getting a car or something and the, the person who's selling it to you wants guarantee, wants to lock you in, they say, I can't hold this for you. If you want to, to have it in your name to come back and get it, right. I need a down payment. You need right. to invest something. Mm -hmm. And God has done that for us. He is literally... Put the Holy Spirit in us mm -hmm. as a down payment for the, the rest of the promise That's right. that is coming. That's right. I mean, we talk lots about salvation being about eternity, but there's a portion that it is that's for now and for today. Amen. Amen. So our question in this section, we know how people are. Mm. People often say yes when they mean no. Do you think we as believers sometimes treat God the same way? That he might say yes to some things, but doesn't actually mean it. Yeah, I believe I might, I myself might even be guilty of something like that at some time mm -hmm. or another, just in the way we approach some things. Mm -hmm. But some things, especially the ones that we definitely know we can't do anything about. <laughs> Right, then we kind of hold on, expecting, waiting for that promise. But the ones that where we, we can take a path or walk the path that God has presented us. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes if we ask and it doesn't seem to happen at the same time, we find another road. Instead of waiting, we take, we take that other we path. We take a different way, yeah. That's right. And so... You know, we get ourselves in that situation where we are really doubting God. Mm -hmm. we, are, we, are not, we are not sticking uh, to him. Maybe he's, he's in a 
wait a while. Maybe he's in that zone like Lazarus time. You know, Lazarus is sick. Mm -hmm. We see God's intention is not to heal Lazarus, but to raise Lazarus. Interesting. You don't raise a, a sick man, you raise a dead man. Very interesting. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so then, of course, this was not his time. When he said to them, he's sleeping, let us go wake him. Mm -hmm. You know, they were asking, what do you mean he's sleeping? So Jesus deliberately waited for his time, for his moment. To, to Martha and Mary, they were thinking, sick, heal. Yes, right. So now, if they were praying, we want the master to come, you know, and heal Lazarus. The master didn't come. They could have gone to another source mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to seek healing. But the master had another thing in plan. He, he already know. He already received the request. He received the prayer. But his time was not yet. Maybe your prayer out there that you're waiting on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe you have not yet hit that spot where you really depend on him. Maybe you still have some options weighing in your mind. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> when you hit the point and God said, yes. Now is my time. So you see, for us with faith though, because we love him and we trust him, we wait on him. Yeah. You know, love is patient and is kind, right? Yeah, believing that if you're asking for something good, it is his desire to give it to you. That's right. You know, that's, that's this idea of yes and amen. More like an, an exchange, almost an interaction. Mm -hmm. You know, this idea that if we are believers, we should say amen, which is like agreement mm -hmm. with everything God says yes to. That's right. That's right. What does this mean? I mean, in verse 20, we read all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ. Mm -hmm. And it was with a resounding yes. Mm -hmm. And through Christ, our amen, you could say that's a yes, that's our agreement, that's our consent, amen. ascends to God for his glory. So, I mean, we saw... We see through the scriptures the things that Jesus said yes to when he was on earth. Mm -hmm. He definitely said yes to forgiveness mm -hmm. over condemnation. He said yes to people being delivered from evil spirits. He said yes to resurrection life. We just talked about Lazarus. Amen. He says yes to loving neighbors, sinners or not. Mm -hmm. He says yes to being healed and whole. He says yes to all of the Father's will. Amen. Amen. Jesus has showed us all the promises God has said yes to. So technically, Gavin. Technically. Technically, when we look at our prayers mm -hmm. that we pray, mm -hmm. we close with amen. <laughs> <laughs> so we go, Lord, you know, in the name, you know, whatever it is, we talk to him and at the end we say, in the name of Jesus, mm -hmm. we pray and we go, amen. Yeah, yeah, we do. But then, our amen seems to be different from <laughs> what amen should mean. Well, I suppose if you're praying, depending on how you pray, it could, could still work. The prayer that is like, thank you, Jesus, that by your stripes I was healed. I receive it. Amen. 
<laughs> that amen is you agreeing with receiving what he has provided for you. That's right. Whereas if you pray, God, I just, I hope you can do this one thing for me mm -hmm. if it's in your will and if I'm worthy. Amen. What, is, what are you agreeing with there? What is your amen meaning? I don't know. It's a good question. So you see, maybe, maybe you are agreeing but but you don't know what you're agreeing to. Because <laughs> if you're saying, you know, I hope this happens, I'm looking for this, that, that's, that's not bad. Mm -hmm. It's not bad. Mm -hmm. And you go, amen. Yes. But it leaves room for the mind to waver. Mm -hmm. when, when, we say, when we say amen, we're saying, I am agreeing with this request based on the promises you make. Yeah. You know, it, we're talking about it. It's all based on him. It's all through him. That's right. And he says, ask in my name. So we say in Jesus' name. <laughs> exactly. So, Lord, I'm coming to you for my healing. The Bible says Jesus says yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we say amen. amen. Thank you. We receive it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. So I, we don't have to wonder as much as we do. If God still wants to do or show us the things we're asking for. Jesus has demonstrated that through him, all of his promises are yes. Yes, a resounding yes. Amen. Not, Amen. Don't let people say, well, God doesn't want to do that anymore. Or that was only for then. Jesus showed mm -hmm. us all of his promises, mm -hmm. all of God's promises in Jesus are yes and amen. amen. So all that's really left for us, since the promises have all been paid in full, is for us just to agree and receive. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, it's it's in Christ. It's in him, not necessarily in, wait for it, our routines. Mm -hmm. The promises of God are not in our formulas. <laughs> the promises of God aren't hidden in how we do church service. Oh. They are hidden in the person of Jesus, in Amen. who Jesus is, and our personal relationship with him. Amen. Amen. So if yes is such a big part of our, our walk, sometimes, this, this question for you, sometimes as Christians we are known as no people. People who are just against bad things. Mm -hmm. Is it possible for us to become known as yes people who are for good things instead? It's, it's slightly different. Change the focus. I think so. Mm. All those Christians, they, they're, they're against this, they're against that, they don't like people doing this, they don't like people doing that. Sometimes we become known for what we're against, but I would be, like to be known for what I'm for. So we, we are either do-not Christians. <laughs> we are the do-nots instead of the do's, maybe. The do's. Which stance do you think has a greater impact? The, like you said, the do-nots or the do's. There's something in what you said. Mm -hmm. You know, because even in the secular world, they say you get what you focus on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've proven that to be true. And because if it's something you're scared of, you have this, you just have this feeling, I, I really don't want this. 
I really don't want this. And when it happened, you said, I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> but really, because we focus on it. Yeah. It's like looking at at what you have and what you don't have. Mm -hmm. You could look at all the shortages mm -hmm. and totally miss all the blessings. Right. So then, when if we are focusing on the make sure you don't steal, don't lie, don't be a false witness against your neighbor. Mm. You know, all those parts, yes. Even though they're, that's not wrong, all exactly. those things are correct. That's but... right. But then when you, when you have received him, mm -hmm. instead of going, I don't want to this. I want to live a life in Christ. I want to walk uprightly, godly, before Almighty God. I want to walk in his truth. If we are walking in his truth and in his light, you don't even have to worry about those. So you're focusing on the do, mm -hmm. obey him, trust him, have faith in him, compared to well, if I don't have faith, if I don't do this, you know, so we don't be the do not Christian, but the do Christians. <laughs> what is I, it? I think sometimes it can affect, it's, it's a subtle difference. <laughs> it's a subtle difference. <laughs> But it can affect how we look at it and how other people look at us. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. And so even if you apply it to, say, prayers, mm -hmm. you don't want to be, be a no person in your prayers when God is a yes person mm -hmm. for the most part. Mm -hmm. So... How do we stay in faith? We talked about a lot of different things today. You know, we started with breaking free from unworthiness. We had the discussion about worthy versus deserving. We talked about our identity. Who we are in Christ is extremely important, how we see ourselves. Mm -hmm. We talked about keeping consistent theology with God's nature. It's important to know who he is and that he doesn't change. That's right. And this idea of his yes and amen, all of God's promises that he's given to us through Christ is available to us and we just have to receive them, agree with what the work of the cross has done and receive it into our lives. Mm -hmm. These are things that will help us stay in that elevated level of faith and, and continuing in all God has for us. Amen. Amen. We have quickly spent our hour no. once again, but thank you so much for joining us and for participating in the discussions. You know what? I think this is a really high point to end the series on. The Power of a Transformed Mind. I think we've covered a lot of material. If you've missed any of the lessons, any of the six weeks, you can always go back on our Facebook page, YouTube, Facebook, podcast, and catch any of the previous lessons there because I think we covered a lot of useful things, right. things that are worth revisiting, Things that will continue to challenge us even long after we've done this course because our God is an awesome God. Amen. And even though he doesn't change, he's infinite. And there's so much Amen. more for us to discover in him Amen. and to learn in him and to train ourselves Amen. as we progress in this walk of Christianity. Amen. So I want to thank you for joining me on this series. I want to thank all of you for watching, for participating. Hopefully you were encouraged, you were challenged made you think, maybe it started some discussions, you know, that 
that is the point of our small group, our, our online uh, class here, is just to engage us in the Word, engage our minds, engage with the nature of God, and challenge us to be a little bit better. And I, I think I think we did that. Yeah. It had <laughs> opened my mind and my eye to some things, you know, not necessarily to say this is so, but get you to go dig deeper. Because mm -hmm. one thing I learned, and and uh, I know how a church and a whole stands for this, they're always digging in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. They're always searching, always looking. You're never at the point where you know it all. Right. Right? Because uh, each day is new every morning. It's new every morning. Right? So you keep, once you think you know it all, you will close your Bible. <laughs> but I tell you, every time you open the Bible, there's food for you. Yes. Right? And so we want to constantly learn, constantly challenge. Don't just stay in the box, mm -hmm. but open up the mind Amen. To, the, to the possibilities. And we stay on the same solid foundation, mm -hmm. but we explore, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Such that our knowledge or understanding can increase. Absolutely. Amen. That was a great way to summarize it. Amen. So why don't you close our Transferred Mind series with a word of prayer? All of you out there with those new minds, <laughs> let us pray. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, what a wonder you are, dear God. Oh, how sweet your words are. God, how deep. Oh, God, how uplifting. Oh, enlightening. Father, we thank you for this journey we have taken. Oh God, digging into your words, Lord, seeking, oh God, to be able to grasp the understanding of having our minds transformed by the renewing from you, God. Mm -hmm. We pray, Lord God, that you will open our understanding even deeper. Grant us your wisdom, Almighty God. More than all, help us to practice what we have learned, Lord. Teach us application in our lives, such that our lives, God, will reflect, oh God, you living in us, your words dwelling in us, Lord, that the action, oh God, that we show, God, that the world would see and indeed we would be the light to the world. Help us to be strong, God. There are many that have gone through some things, still going through some things, some tough times. God, remember each and every one, God, we pray that your mercies as you have shown us May they continue to be abundant and poured out in the lives of these, your children, your believers, God. We pray, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and Amen. give you peace. Thank you so much for joining us throughout this series. I encourage you to continue on in the power of a transformed mind. Continue renewing your mind. Continue increasing your faith and walking with God. Thank you so much for joining us and have a great evening. Have a good evening. <laughs>